Morning folks, I hope you are all doing well. Recently I was going through and reading through the book of Romans and as I came to chapter 8 I was reminded of a number of things that God had spoken to me over the years from this chapter. Romans 8 has always been something that has meant so much to me because there's so many verses in there that God has revealed about himself, about who I am and the condition in which I live as a result of what Jesus did on the cross. And so this morning, I just want to share a couple of things that I felt that God wanted to share with you about what it means from Romans 8. And specifically, this morning, I wanted to talk about what does it mean, this phrase that Paul talks so many times in a number of his books, living by the Spirit. So if you've got your Bibles there, you might want to turn to Romans 8. I'm going to read the first bit of Romans 8. I'm really going to really try and pull out this essence of what it means by living by the Spirit. In verse 1 it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Jesus Christ the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. That word condemnation is a really powerful word. In many of our society, the word condemn means a negative overtone. And what Paul's saying here is that there is no more negative overtone on us as Christians because we have put our faith and belief in Jesus Christ. What Jesus did on the cross was to fulfill every aspect of the law of the Old Testament. And as a result of what Jesus did on the cross, we are now in a different place to where those before the cross were. Ephesians 2, another book that Paul wrote, talks about we were once foreign and separated from God because of sin. When Jesus died on the cross, he dealt away with the sinful nature. He dealt away with the power of sin to grip us. And as a result of that, we now live in a transformed place. We're started at one place, and when we believe in Jesus Christ, we're transformed to a new place. One of the things that I struggled a lot was when I got saved, understanding all these new terms, these new words that a lot of Christians speak about. The idea of living by the Spirit and not by the flesh was one of those phrases or terms that I often misunderstood. I didn't quite understand what does it mean living by the Spirit? What does it mean to not live by the flesh? Are we talking about muscles? Are we talking about bones? I didn't quite understand. And over the years, I feel that God has spoken to me and revealed the essence of what Paul was trying to convey through these messages. If we read on, it says, uh, for what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, and so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now we know that one of the things that Jesus spoke about in John 14, verse 26, when he spoke to the disciples, that he said he had to go away so that the Holy Spirit could come. And we know that when we get saved, we believe in Jesus Christ. There's a deposit of the Holy Spirit that goes inside of us. One of the things that I've felt over the years is the Holy Spirit acts a little bit like a coach. 
Now, I grew up having played in lots of sports, being under a lot of sporting teams. I was under some really good coaches. I was under some not so good coaches. And the good coaches were those that were able to see what was going on in the team setting, but also was able to speak to us, to guide us through, to become better players. Many a times when I struggled in a certain thing, whether I was one sport or another, a good coach would come along and say, hey, why don't you do it this way? This might help you to become a better player. And as I listened to that coach, I realized that I could learn and become. And as I became that better player, I was transformed into something that I wasn't before. And I think the Holy Spirit is very much like a coach. It is someone who's residing with it. It doesn't go away and come back. It's always with us. But every single morning, we have the choice to be able to listen to that helpful uh, Holy Spirit or not. It's our choice. We decide whether or not. Listening to the Holy Spirit can certainly help us in our day-to-day -day walk. As I've said many times in my previous sermons, there have been many occasions in my life as a teacher, as a person, as a friend, where I've been able to listen and the Holy Spirit has given me promptings where I've decided, yeah, I'm going to follow those urgings of the Holy Spirit. And I step out and I follow the urgings of the Holy Spirit. And I speak into someone's life and lives are transformed. Or in some cases where the Holy Spirit gives me a little bit of a, a warning, I don't think you should do that. And I don't. And I step back and I realize actually the Holy Spirit is guiding me in everything. I think that's what Paul's trying to say here. Living by the Spirit, being in tuned with the helper that's residing within us. Now, this phrase, what does it mean living by the flesh? If you are living by the Spirit, what is the opposite of that? And Paul talks about that in verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. Now, this understanding of the flesh is something that really confused me for a lot of years. Many people said it's just the world. Many people said it's the devil. Many people said um, pleasure and desires and so forth. One of the things I've come to realize is that there's a clear distinction between the spirit and what's not of the spirit. And one of the things that I've come to realize is that I've I've been able to listen and train myself to know when the spirit is speaking to me. And likewise, when I undergo the transformation of the spirit, there are many things that change place. Let's just have a look at Galatians 5 just for a moment, because I want to just talk about what are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So if you go to Galatians, now there's a lot of stuff that Paul talks in Galatians about what it means to live in the Holy Spirit. But if we just look at what are the effects of the Holy Spirit, but Verse 20, uh, if, we go to 20 uh, if we go to 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'll read that again. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Living by the Spirit means that those fruits of the Spirit are going to develop in our time. 
one of the things that um, my wife and I have often noticed in the garden is we love looking at the flowers. But one of the points of flowers is to produce seeds, to be able to produce something that's going to produce more plants. Flowers, beautiful as they are, they end up having a purpose to turn into fruit. And the Holy Spirit's work in us works out so that we walk in a greater measure of joy. Our joy levels increase. Our peace levels increase. Interesting point in this current time, living by the Spirit means that our peace levels increase when the world around us is all about fear. And I've read a couple of articles looking through the current media, how there's so much trauma and problems that people are dealing with because of the fear that surrounds the current environment in which we're in. Kindness, goodness, those are things that are fruits of the Holy Spirit. Whereas we train ourselves to listen to the Holy Spirit. As we listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit and walk in that, our levels of goodness, our levels of kindness increase, faithfulness, gentleness, those are all the things that the Holy Spirit is going to work in us as we walk with him. Self-control. One of the things that Paul talks about in Romans 8 is the idea that those that live by the flesh don't have self-control. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is to be able to help us control Many a times there's been a case where there's been certain situations where the Holy Spirit has just whispered in, I think that's enough, Paul, you can stop now. That's an element of the Holy Spirit coming in and helping us in our time. And as we look through the various things, uh, if we go through and look at verse 6, Paul talks, the mind is governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Everything the Holy Spirit wants to give us is going to lead us to Jesus, is going to lead us in those fruits of the Spirit. It's going to be a place of peace. Now, if we continue on to verse 9, it says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the Spirit. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin. The Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And also gave life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit. The whole idea of what I wanted to get across today, folks, is just to understand that living by the Spirit is being in tuned with what the Spirit wants to live. That's the, that's the cry that Paul's trying to get across, that we no longer live in a place of bound bondage to the sin, to fear, to shame, but we are transformed to a place of living by the Spirit, which, which means that as we listen to the Holy Spirit in every single part of our lives, we can have a transformed life of living in those fruits of the Spirit, where our joy levels increase, where our peace levels increase, where our gentleness and kindness increase, wouldn't it be great to be able to have an army of Christians who allow the Holy Spirit to develop, to, to work in us so that we can be bearers of light, bearers of kindness, bearers of joy, bearers of peace in everything we do. 
that's where we get to live a life where we share the good news of God, where we can be that example of what Jesus can do in our lives. And people can look at us and go, I want to be like that person. That person has got something different. And that is really the transformation of what God can do in our lives to impact others. I hope that uh, this message has been helpful for you. And I hope that uh, there's something that God has spoken to you in this message. Have a good day, folks. Bye.